This podcast is brought to you by Rode Microphones, Australia's, some of Australia's, I think it's the best microphone brand nearly in the world. It's an Australian brand, Michael. It's fantastic. And they've very generously sponsored our program with audio gear and stuff. So they're amazing people. And uh, we Thank just want to give much, a shout Thank you, Rode. Cheers, Rode, for your sponsorship. Michael, how are you? Oh, I'm pretty good, thanks. I'm a little sick, but feeling positive. How about you? Yeah, feeling good. Feeling good. The year's flying by. And um, this is, uh, I, I guess, called an in-between episode where we kind of just chat in between big <coughs> school sessions about you know relevant topics. But I was thinking the other day about, um, I was reading this article that was saying how in 20 years' time, around 50% of jobs as we know will be automated by some type of robot or software program so we're talking like things like accounting like different sales things marketing um and those are types of jobs that are that people go into university now to study to become that's interesting an interesting thing of that do you think of that as a positive or a negative i think it i think it could be a negative for people if they're not aware of it because like every every generation, every thirty years or forty years, this type of thing happens. There's a transition where technology helps be create more efficiency with the world, and a lot of people have lost their jobs or has become irrelevant for it. Um, yeah, it's it's a um, it's a tough thing because it's in theory it should be good for robots and computers to replace tasks that humans need to do. Like, if you look at it on the superficial level, like, that's just a positive thing. But then, of course, the way our society's set up is that people require jobs. Mm. So it's it's almost a bit of a paradox that the more we solve one problem, we have another, which is unemployment. Yeah, so I think the key, one of the keys is um, with when this type of transition happens, a whole generation needs to upskill themselves. They need to realize, kind of look at the conditions and be like, what skills are now relevant to my world <laughs> that are not going to bring value to? And a lot of it seems to be IT-based, which is very interesting. But Yeah. It's tough because, um, you know, <clears throat> everyone's trying to find their role and then as time goes on, some of those roles suddenly don't exist anymore. That's enough to throw someone into a bit of an existential crisis, um, especially because, you know, we call a job our livelihood mm. and the way our culture is, you know, our job is often the main identifying thing about ourselves. Like, you know, we say to people at parties, oh, what do you do? You know, people yeah. are kind of boiled down to their job. So then when people don't have a job, that can really like... That can really be something that affects them on a core level because it's tied to their identity as well and their mm. sense of worth. That's and right. I think that I think that that's something that needs to be um, we need to manage because you know it's like that saying: don't put all your eggs in one basket. If you tie your identity to your work, then um, you know if something happens to your work, that means something happens to you. That's right. 
Um, just like a relationship. If I can continue with that metaphor, um, you know, we've all had those friends and they get into a relationship and then they invest totally emotionally and all their time into that person and the friendships suffer. And then when that relationship goes south, they don't have the support network. They don't have the friends anymore. Mm. Because by, by default, we want to attach ourselves to something. We just gravitate towards these like key things in our lives. And it's possible to do it with a job as well, even though jobs, you know, can be very rewarding, challenging, you know, good financially and good for your well-being. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I've got a couple of friends who are kind of in transition right now that bought into an industry that was flourishing, you know, maybe 10, 20 years ago. One couple of examples are video shops and news agencies. Like two of my friends owned multiple multiple stores around the city, and now nearly all of them are shut because of the technology. Like everything's online now with movies, and they've got news agencies kind of run off based of my friends' experience. You know. Uh, scratchies and one dollar newspapers and lots of little things like that, stationary stuff. So it's 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 an interesting transition right now for a lot of people. Right as we speak, right now. Um, I was thinking about how there was a show on TV. I don't know if people have seen it recently, but he's not around much. Bear Grylls. How he gets oh, yeah. dropped into any situation, the Amazon, the ice, like cold or hot, and. He just is able to survive and adapt to his environment. And I thought that's so cool as a metaphor to what I believe is kind of what we're heading into with jobs is that Bear Grylls was, had the, had the skills to be able to use the environment, see what was around him and, and adapt and um, use what he had to kind of survive and thrive in that area. Um, so kind of do you think? Well. Do you think we're moving into a future where everyone's more of a jack of all trades just because we won't have the security in any given area anymore, the job yeah. security? Yeah, well, statistically, the kind of jobs that our parents had, you know, where you had a job back in the day for till you retired from when you're 20 to 60 doesn't exist anymore. It's a very small percentage of people that have jobs like that. So mm. the government is even encouraging young people Gen Ys, Gen Zs to become entrepreneurial, which basically means, yeah, a, a jack or a master of a few things rather than one thing alone. So you are at risk. You're not as at risk as, say, a, a specialized job. Um, if you lose your job, say you're an accountant and that's all you've ever been for 30 years and accounting gets taken over by software and computers, you're not... Because you specialise in that, you're at risk of losing everything or a lot more than people, other people. But if you're an entrepreneur and you have a few streams that can that you're passionate about and that kind of feed into your income, then even if you lose one, you still, in theory, have a few on the go that all add up to a, a sizable and livable income. So that's that's the kind of move that the government and lots of experts are saying. He's like, guys, think outside the box. We've got to learn to upskill now and think not just to specialize in one area, but from one area you, where you specialize, you can think about what two or three or four other places you can use those skills in elsewhere as well. 
Mm. I would personally also be critical of that approach. I mean, from the government. Um, because you know, if we live in a world where an industry or a job can suddenly become obsolete, that shouldn't, if we're taking care of, you know, our citizens appropriately, that shouldn't be enough to ruin someone. Mm. Like, take, for example, the video store thing. Like, everyone loves, everyone loves Netflix, you mm. know, everyone likes the way it's gone. And we don't, we don't owe it to, you know, people like Blockbuster Video Easy to cling on to obsolete technology to keep them in a job. But I do think we owe it to them to not have that ruin someone, you know, as industries change. But that's, I guess, getting very political and economical, which isn't the type of podcast this is. <laughs> Yeah, that's for um, your podcast, Michael, which should be coming out very soon. Called, um, <laughs> yeah, Michael and my, Politics. My socialist podcast. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, I mean, see, my, my main concern is, you know, I think it's a really exciting thing to find a job or a career that you're happy in that challenges you, especially if you have an array of skills. Like when you look at musicians today, it's not enough to just name music. You also have to be a bit of a marketer. You have to know what to do with your money, things like that. And I think that um, that's just a good way to live, is to have a few skills and to challenge yourself and, and be versatile and adaptable. Um, but the that's also not an excuse, I think, to tie your emotional well-being into your state of employment. Mm. Yeah. When your identity it, is in what you do rather than other things, internal stuff, then you'll always be in living in reaction to things. And um, your well-being is going to be affected by uh, drastically by what happens to you, rather. Life happens to you, not for you. Yeah, and, and see, I guess the distinction I would make there is um, your well-being is at its best if you can tie it to th the things you do have control over. Mm. And, and now more than ever, we don't have control. We have less control than ever over employment. You know, there are... There are fewer job openings than there are job seekers. And so, which is another reason, you know, to get a wide array of skills. But I also think we need to meet people in the middle and say, hey, you know, you are more than, more than your employability, more than your job. And so it's complex. There's a lot going on, you know, because mm. we're, we're adapting to the job climate, but also, you know, we need to adapt to what people... I guess, how people perceive themselves and people's relationships with employment status, things like that. It's hard. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's very yeah. hard. Um, it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a very complex <laughs> topic, really. Yeah. We could probably, could probably talk some more about it another time, even. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess this episode is just kind of creating that awareness now for, you know, especially young listeners that... Yeah, in 20 years' time, if you're in HSC and you're 18 right now, you'd be 38 in 20 years' time. And it's just being, just simply being aware of some of the things that are in transition right now and just um, looking at your skill set and looking at your passions and looking at your values and seeing if, if it will align in the future or most likely be a roadblock in the future if it's in an industry that could be going out been taken out by Terminator or Skynet. Um, Skynet. <laughs> the day that yeah, then we I lose all the IT is, jobs after Skynet. The day I rock up to Mac is and I get greeted by a robot, 
is the day I leave Australia. <laughs> I'll be like, <laughs> I can just imagine it. What would you like to order? No, oh, just a Big Mac meal, thanks. Screw you, self-destructing fun. No! <laughs> yeah. you, do, you don't have much faith in these robots, do you? <laughs> I'd yeah. try, I would try at least one robot Big Mac, just in case. Of course. Actually, it you might know what? They, end up They would looking. never forget the pickles. They wouldn't, and they probably will be programmed to make it look like... Imagine they made it... Programmed to make it look like the actual picture in the um, advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's my impression of um, the Terminator working at McDonald's. Okay. I'll Big Mac. <laughs> you, like, you like that one? <laughs> yeah, you know I'd fall for that one. Yo, this is, this is an exciting thing about this podcast to me, Matt, is... We don't come into it, even you and I, who are older than, than the guys we talked to at the schools, we don't come into it necessarily with answers, but just the dialogue we want to have. Mm. And so I'd really be interested to hear from people, you know, people who listen to this about their experiences in the workforce, because even you and I are relatively young. Yeah. And um, I remember when I, I did work for the doll with Landcare, because there right. weren't enough job openings for me, and there were a bunch of people there who... They had their own skill set, you know, they were, they were laborers, but then they got too old, they got an injury, and so then they had to go on the dole. So they're people who, if they had tied their emotional well-being to what they did, then they would have hit a wall one day. It's the same thing with like the footballers who get an injury. It's just, it's hard. It's and hard. And I think, yeah. I think, yeah, there needs to be maybe a, a bigger solution to that. Mm. But I guess... That's something for us to think about in between now and next time. Yeah, we probably should unpack that. And anyone listening to this episode, we'd love to hear your questions, hey? And um, if you go to the Facebook, uh, www.facebook.com forward slash Dakota Kings, and inbox us or leave a comment on this episode. That'd you can fantastic. also comment on SoundCloud if you have an account there. Oh, awesome. That'd be really cool. And we'd love to, if we get enough questions, we'll have to answer them in, um, in the next episode. If, if it's around this topic, we'll just continue to openly discuss and try and unpack the, uh, the very, very deep and multifaceted, it seems like, identity that's attached to our work and, and people. Mm. Awesome, Michael. Well, we'll wrap it up there, hey? Cool. Good fun. Awesome, guys. We'll see you soon. Hey, thanks for listening to the Coda Kings podcast. We really want to encourage you to share this online and personally to any friends, family members and students that you feel would benefit from it. If you go to our website, greenroom.net.au and click on the live tab, you'll see Code of Kings podcast. We want to hear your questions, suggest some topics for us to discuss and give us your feedback about how it's helped you and your friends. Follow us on Instagram at the Code of Kings and hashtag us in your ventures of bravery, moments of discovery and you'll see us posting helpful things up on there. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. We'll see you next time.